Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My understanding is we have a majority of our F-22s and 35s in Alaska. Do we have a, a defense system up there that will protect them? With regards to, to cruise missiles, uh, hypersonic cruise missiles that are actually uh, currently uh, coastal defense cruise missiles uh, in Russia, I have significant concerns about my ability to defend those assets. We're, we're probably, I think, five years behind uh, in terms of where the, the Chinese are. They don't mind failing in tests. We have this idea that we've got to get it exactly right and every test has to be a success. They have a, a series of failures, each of, one of which they learn something. That's really interesting right there. So that was some uh, part of a hearing uh, right there in which uh, a congressperson was asking, hey, you know, our best planes where they're uh, sitting there in Alaska, can we protect those? From-? No, we can't. And then the fact that we're five years behind on the hypersonic missile technology because we're scared to test and fail, as opposed to the way Russia and China would look at it, for instance. So specific questions and kind of uh, cultural questions for Mike Lyons, military analyst. Mike served with various military organizations for the United States uh, in Iraq, Europe, uh, throughout his career. He's a respected analyst for a number of networks and websites. Mike Lyons, how are you, sir? Hey, guys. Good to be back. So uh, what's your reaction to those clips? Are you up on this topic? 
Yeah, so so hypersonics as a whole, you, you, one can argue that they're, they're really overhyped. Uh, you know, they're clearly the, the threat of the future. You know, missiles flying at Mach five, they're they're indefensible. That's kind of the issue, and there's nothing that we have that can shoot them down. And you know, they've allowed Russia and China to declare some kind of superiority over the U.S. And I think there's, you know, culturally in the Pentagon, they go, well, kind of, so what? I mean, there's a billion-dollar Lockheed contract to develop hypersonic weapons. But, but at the end of the day, it, it doesn't, you know, it still doesn't stop the nuclear deterrence that we have against both of those countries. Um, China develops hypersonic missiles for one reason and one reason only, and that's to sink a U.S. carrier, right? So, Hypersonic missiles, it's a math equation, right? You take Chinese satellites, you combine them with Chinese over-the-horizon radar, and you layer a hypersonic missile into there, and, and that's, it's going to be a bad day for the U.S. Navy because there's nothing that the Navy can do to shoot that missile down and defend that carrier, which is the whole purpose of the U.S. Navy is to defend our carriers. So that's why they did it. That's why they want those hypersonic missiles. They're more tactical. They don't have any real strategic um, value, and it, it's a reach for them to go from that, that Russia-Alaska thing is, okay, that's a little bit, you know, that's, you know you're attacking our homeland at this point. I think every, the equation changes if Russia decides to attack us with hypersonic missiles into into Alaska, into those F-35s. That's, ob- you know, now that you say, state it out loud, that's obviously a decent point. I mean, if we're backing down from Putin from uh-huh. long-range missiles that might reach Russia because we were afraid he would use his nukes. Well, then, hell yeah, uh, obliterating our Air Force would be, yeah, game on. So, yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah, it's, so, so it, it changes things. Now, the missiles technology, in, in some ways, it's uh, 50 years old. It's not, uh, in, you know, and what, what they're trying to do is cr- make them faster, make them better to communicate. The problem we have in the testing is that they go so fast that we lose communication with them, and then you don't want a missile just, you know, kind of flying out there knowing not where it's going. Um, which is why you have to layer in that again the satellite technology, the radar, and and hit certain points in order to make to make them accurate. But but uh, we had anti-ballistic missile treaties back in the 70s and 80s, and they were somewhat uh, good. Um, but now that we've just, they're all gone now. They've all been they've all been uh, you know taken away. Salt one, salt two, all those things. We destroyed our Pershings. Those were considered to be the kind of missile technology. But um, I, I'd like to, for us, the countries, to kind of sit down and talk about it all because they are they do threaten. They threaten more Europe and. Asia than they do the United States. What about the more general comment that was made about our capacity for innovation? What did you think of that? Yeah, I think that that's part of the industrial military complex. You know, that, that we do things in silos. And historically, culturally, what we end up doing is we get bloodied initially if something happens, which is why, shifting back to the Chinese, the Chinese want to bloody us, you know, and think that they were not going to respond to it. But that whole expression about what happened during Pearl Harbor, the Japanese have awoken a sleeping giant. That, that's really what the U.S. really is all about, because what ends up happening is, let's say something does happen, we we suffer some great defeat like that in, on the technology or so, everyone stops what they're doing, they clear their desks, and next thing you know, we've got some technology out in 90 days that's going to be better than everybody else's. So I, I think that um, in, in a lot of ways, the, the pace of that, the, 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 you know, the way the equipment gets developed and the te- technology gets developed in the U.S., sure, they don't want to fail, that's all part of it, but they all just want to get the next contract. And we were talking about billions of dollars of contracts. Then, you know, Lockheed doesn't want to get fired, so that they bring in somebody else to do that same work. Military analyst Mike Lyons on the line. Mike, total change of topic. Um, say uh, Iran J-Lo announces... and Ben Affleck getting oh, married. That's our... boy. Not unless you have a shotgun, you're prepared to use it. Um, uh, Mike, what if Iran announces we have a functioning nuclear weapon, uh, we've got it on top of a missile, we are now a nuclear power? What happens yeah. next? 
Yeah, that's an Israeli issue. Frankly, that's proxy war number two that will take place in the world um, because the Israelis are not going to put up with that. I mean, you go back to 81 when they took out the um, Iraqi capability at Osirik. They took out the Syrian capability. Uh, if the Iranians are dumb enough to, to come online with that and, and think they're going to parade around with that and think they're going to get cover from Russia or China or something, um, it's not going to work. So um, we would, you know, I, 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 we saw the president say something that we can't, you know, I, I don't know what, what he kind of really actually said. We're not going to go to war with Iran over it, but the Israelis will. And um, it, they'll mobilize everything. They'll do all they can. They'll, they, they, you'll see first probably the cyber war first. You, you won't necessarily see things kinetic, let's say. Because if they strike, it's, it's got to be something that they know that they're going to get, and they're going to they're going to you know take out that government. Let's say it's going to be a real, real regional conflict. But um, it's an Israeli problem. So I heard it suggested that that would immediately cause an arms race in the Middle East, and the Saudis would demand nukes, and the UAE, et cetera, et cetera. But you uh, seem to think it wouldn't get that far. Oh no, no, I think it already has. I think I think in some ways, well, I think the Israelis would try to take care of the problem first, and but but if it if it's not done right away, oh yeah, there's no question. I do think that, that that's going to happen. I think the Saudis are going to want nukes, and and you know you can argue that if everyone has nukes, no one will attack you. The deterrence that would take place there. But um, but but the Iranians have said that they would use that that capability on the offense, and I think that's why they're you know they've already kind of said it the quiet part out loud, so that their the people would not, you know, the, the Israeli government wouldn't put up with that. But I do think that it's going to eventually cause that, which is why you know again we we we, we you know we listen to Joe Biden talk on the on the, champ, on the on the campaign circuit about Saudi Arabia and the whole thing. We have to be aligned with Saudi Arabia for so many different reasons, and and they are the center of gravity within that part of the world. If we if we expect to have influence in that part of the world. And um, and so, uh, you know, there's no reason for them to have nuclear power. They have more oil than they know what to do with, and they're pumping it to the rest of the world. So if we're going to stop the proliferation of nuclear weapons here, um, the Iranians have already made their bed. They said they weren't going to do it, and they ended up doing it, and I think you're going to see the Israelis take care of it. So we can't have you on the line today and not bring up Russia and Ukraine. What's the latest there? You know, this is turning more into going to be a four-year war. I'm reading these reports that are coming out of uh, of uh, Russia, and, you know, they're just talking about, you know, the entire Russian focus on taking these small little towns in, in Donetsk and Luhansk these small areas there. And, and it's just, I'm just again, mind-boggling to me that they've just still not put together a, a big, broad-sweeping campaign to at least take that whole southern region, you know, to take Odessa to take and, and mobilize troops there. They're obviously having problems getting troops to the front, <clears throat> so they're going further deeper into Russia, right, into those federations that are way, way to the east, you know, where they, they, you, you wouldn't, they, they don't look Russian, they don't talk Russian, they don't, they're not necessarily Russian. They're looking for those volunteers to come, to come west. Um, so they're running out of men, and um, you know the war of attrition is on. You saw Zelensky fire a couple of people as, as head of uh, his spying and the like. Um, they just still don't have enough offense to people and material to go on the offense and to get that land back. If Russia was kind of smart, they would stop right now and declare victory and and start building a wall, and they would start holding that ground, and they could keep it for the next twenty or thirty years until the next generation goes. But um, but the way that you look at the war planning goes, they're they're like one one city at a time going five miles at a time and it just again mind-boggling for a country like russia that has tremendous capability to be doing that and on the ukrainian side there was some pretty interesting analysis i think it was in the new york times it was talking about how the more advanced accurate artillery systems are now reaching the front lines and the ukrainians are making some hay with it but the problem is it's a mismatch it's a mishmash rather a mismatched systems from various countries and so ukraine is trying to train up a few people on this system a few people right. on that system that's no w- way to run a war 
Right. Artillery is not fire and forget. Artillery has fire direction centers. There's three components to it. There's the guns itself. There's somebody forward observing, looking at the target. And then there's somebody computing the data for the guns. And to kind of bring those all together, now the, the Ukraine military was using drone technology, using a lot of satellite technology, using um, pinpoints on maps, let's say. Not at all it was real time. Um, but the, the, again, the fire direction component to it and getting to the guns, it, it's, it's not at that simple. It, it is going to be effective when it gets time on target and then it survives because every artillery round has a return address. And so the Russians will look to fire artillery back on wherever that artillery came from. So they have to move, shoot, communicate, we call it, and, and have to get out of that, uh, have to get out of there to make sure that they survive. Mike Lyons, military analyst. Mike, you so ought to have a show on uh, CNN, like a Sunday show. <laughs> you got a good yeah, agent? We'll make yeah, some calls. No, I, for I don't have them. Uh, I, I do some in the oh. afternoon. I like go up against uh, some of those uh, those shows. I go up that Fox. I, I go up against the five, for example. We should. We'll do a yeah. show. Oh. Three, yeah. three, three versus two. Three v two. Right. <laughs> that five format is great. Five people talking is a great format. So we'll I can be there Monday. That. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Mike Lyons, always great. Thanks, Mike. Great guy. Thanks for having me. Speaking of international affairs, going to be a hundred. Seriously, I would watch his show every week. Oh, yeah. I would never miss it. Yep. Yep. I agree. Going to be 106 in Paris today. It was 104 in somewhere in Great Britain yesterday. It was the hottest they'd ever had in Great Britain ever and uh, hottest ever in Europe. Uh, Hot enough to cook a baguette under your beret. Oh, heck yeah. Huh? What? I'd say. What else do they have over there? Hot enough to cook a souffle on the sidewalk. But uh, it's either climate change or it's not. So, I don't know. You know, like it get air conditioning. Frenchies. So over in Britain, hottest day ever in Britain. You don't even have to put your spotted dick in the oven. Hmm? Would that help it or <laughs> make it worse? I don't know. It's an actual it was dessert. so bizarre and so grotesque. It's an Google actual, it. It's an actual <laughs> dessert, you say. More on the way. He's all of a sudden now within one. That's another one that's going to leave, and Juan Soto He's got it. puts one up into the air. He's waiting for another. He's down on a knee. He's got it. Bat is flipped sky high, and Juan Soto is your 2022 Home Run Derby champion. Watch some of that last night. Uh, Dodger same- Stadium. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Beautiful evening at Chavez Ravine, not Regime. (laughs) The Chavez Regime ran Venezuela. Um, Anyway, (laughs) uh, uh, same comment as uh, last year. It's too freaking long. Oh, it takes so it takes almost as long as a baseball game. Just each round is long and then you got bonus time, then super bonus time. And uh, it's entertaining. Here's something dumb that both doesn't matter and I think matters a lot. How's that for a paradox? I saw the headline, First Lady Jill Biden's approval rating hits new low. And I don't really. Why do we have approval ratings for first ladies? Can you imagine approval rating for your CEO's wife or husband, if your CEO is a woman? It would be inappropriate and bizarre. It'd be weird. 
that you know anything about their spouse. Anyway, I don't know why we do the whole first lady thing. Lady, lady, lady. I think it's a vestige of the king and queen thing. Yeah, right. That's why it's always bothered me. It's, it's, um, It's portraying them as a royal couple. That's not what we do. So I've always hated that. Uh, but she's down to, it's dropped 24 points in a year. So she's down to 34%. Um, I don't care, and I don't know why we even asked the question. But at the same time, I think that that her approval rating has gone down that much. is just a sign, just that the whole, the whole Biden thing, has, hmm. people are soured on it. Yeah. Well, we were sold a bill of goods, the American people. He's reasonable. He's experienced. He's steady. He's moderate. His wife is crazy smart. He's not Trump. Blah, blah, blah. That last part is true. Yeah. But other than that, it's, you know, he's, he's a glad handing, mediocre, dishonest or unstable because he makes stuff up guy who's been rejected over and over again by America when he ran for president. He's the same guy, minus the vigor, the youthful vigor. Yeah, who's at least 15 years past his prime. So there you go. That's that whole story. Tell you who else is past their prime. James Madison and Thomas Jefferson. What? Uh, You know, uh, the New York Post had an article the other day about how if you go visit Monticello, uh, Thomas Jefferson's beautiful home in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, it's one of the best-known national monuments. It has changed. The presentation has changed a great deal, and it is now mostly about his slaves and slavery and the sins of Thomas Jefferson. And I read this account, and it was troubling and annoying to me. I kind of decided not to go with it just because there are more important things to talk about. Um But it has to do with this foundation that took over Monticello. And I'm bringing it up because now this same billionaire and the same foundation is doing the same thing at James Madison's house, the father of the Constitution. This globalist billionaire who has now, uh, who funded the woke transformation uh, transformation of Monticello has done it to um, James Madison's home, no American flags fly at Mount Pillar, Madison's plantation home in rural Virginia. Not a single display focuses on the life and accomplishments of America's foremost political philosopher. I would say one of mankind's most important fol- political philosophers going back to Plato and, 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 and anybody you can name, literally anybody in human history. Um, uh, he created our three-branch federal system of government, wrote the Bill of Rights, the Federalist Papers, served two terms as president. Instead, tourists are blindsided and hammered by high-tech exhibits about Madison's slaves and current racial conflicts, thanks to a $10 million grant from left-leaning philanthropist David, David M. Rubenstein, who did the same thing to Monticello. That's interesting. This guy is essentially buying up our national monuments and turning them into lectures about woke current events. Wow, that's interesting. Said one baffled dad after he visited Montpelier, I was kind of thinking we'd be hearing more about the Constitution. Everything here is about slavery. Wow. Dad from uh, Arizona posted last week, they really missed the mark. We left disappointed not having learned any more about the creation of the Constitution. The worst part were the gross historical inaccuracies and constant bias exhibited by the tour guides, complained yet another person. Wow, that is... 
Interesting and troubling. I've got the two most gratuitous headlines of the day for you coming up. Oh, stay tuned for that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER L-A-S-I-K-LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K-LASIK.com Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden held a controversial meeting with the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. But the real controversy was that Biden greeted him with a fist bump. Biden said that wasn't a fist bump. That was me trying to punch him as hard as I could. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Fallon is very funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. Uh, (laughs) I like that joke, too. Okay, here are your most gratuitous headlines I've come across. Um, uh, one of them's for real. This first one's stupid from the New York Post, but some of you morons would click on it. Oh, wait, easy now. No, you're a moron if you click on these stories. And you're encouraging them. Here's the headline. I'm terrified my saggy boobs will suffocate me in my sleep. <laughs> to get you to now click I'm on no the story? pulmonologist, but I think the chances of that happening are extremely remote. Well, you'd have to click on the picture to see, wouldn't you? Self-boob smotherings are remarkably rare. This got me to click just because I was kind of curious about it. Tragic story. Uh, Grandma fell in a pond with alligators in it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. In Florida. At a, at a, uh, I imagine this story's not in the news because she climbed out safely. Or fought them to a draw. No. No. Uh, 80-year-old woman fell into the pond at a country club in Florida. 7.30 p.m., you know, sun's starting to go down. Oh. Got eaten by alligators. 
The sheriff's department said the, I've got it here. Uh, God, where was it? It's important that I get this worded right. You know, the fact that there are chunks of America where dinosaurs roam free is so strange if you don't live there. The uh, sheriff's department said the cause of death was alligator attack. Hmm. So, it seemed like Not to put too fine a point on it. Nailed that down pretty well. God, that is... That's a caveman-y way to go. Oh. Again, it's like dinosaur era. What are you thinking? You're 80? Am I thinking... Am I thinking, really? I think I'd be thinking, really? Really? I step a foot to the right, and I don't slip in. Now, I've slipped in, and I'm being eaten by alligators. Or at least drowned by them. I guess people often don't get eaten. They just get drowned. But All right. ah, That's depressing. Why'd you bring that up? Just thought, well, it was a story I clicked on because I thought, wow. Yeah, I guess you like bears and mountain lions in some parts of the country and grizzlies and others. Hey, I was going to bring up Darwin because we often mention Darwin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody does something stupid then we think Darwin doing their work. But if you're not of of reproduction age, is that doing any good Darwin wise? Cuz you're not if you're 80, I'm not saying she did something stupid cuz I don't know oh, what happened wow. there. You, but, are we really going to go there? Well, if you're if you're if you're too old to reproduce and you do something dumb. Okay, let's picture mm-hmm. so you got a 65-year-old woman gored by bison trying to take a selfie. I don't feel bad for that person. Um like I do grandma on the alligators. Uh, I don't feel bad for the sixty-five, but that's not a Darwin thing, really. It, di- it didn't. It didn't strengthen the species. It's not, you know, mm. natural selection because she's not going to have any kids. No, not strictly speaking. You could make the argument. I'm not making this argument, by the way, because it would include me. You could make the argument that uh, unless you're playing a productive role in the herd, if you will, you ought to get out of the way. Like an old elephant, wander off and, and, and die. That's the worst argument you've ever made. I'm not making it. <laughs> I'm just, for the sake of the argument. Uh, You're practically now, a eugenist or something. The, the, the counter-argument, which is the one I hold dearly in my heart, is that our elders' wisdom and experience is invaluable, and we should not be forcing them out to die in the hinterlands or feeding them to alligators. Well, I was focusing on the mythical... Selfie with a bison 65-year-old. And I don't know if she's got much wisdom to pass on to me. I haven't met her. I don't know. (laughs) Well, no, from a strictly selection of the fittest point of view, no, she's outside the equation. Yeah, so Darwin never said survival of the fittest. That's people put, put that on his idea. His was natural selection. And, you know, the stronger, smarter beast procreates and survives and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, step carefully around the alligator pond. Yeah, absolutely. And don't let yeah. your boobs suffocate you. That's the headline <laughs> from that. Two stories there. A uh, little uh, heads up for the ladies there in this segment. <laughs> or me. Although old fellows certainly plunge into ponds and get uh, et by gators as well. Sure. It happens. Exactly. Rarely. It's a very rare. No need to be gender specific. No, indeed. What about non-binary people? Right. They, too, uh, fear the mighty alligator. They have every right to be eaten by an alligator. Or or evade it, as is their, you know, 
their decision to make and who are we to tell them how to live. Oh, you know, that reminds me. There are a couple of uh, stories from the radical gender theory crowd, which is the term I'm going to be using, because there are many gay people, uh, you know, folks who aren't quite sure what they are, whatever, transgender people, etc., who don't subscribe to radical gender theory. That's its own thing. That there's no such thing as this or that, and and we shouldn't that we should use the term people with the capacity for pregnancy. Most people, no matter their orientation, think that stuff's looney tunes. So don't be bullied. So got a couple of stories from that world, maybe next segment. But uh, a quick uh, pair of tales from San Francisco, uh, where we have ruled the airwaves since 2003. Actually, did pretty well on a uh, Sacramento station before then. Um, but uh, San Francisco is unquestionably a troubled city. The Bay Area's got challenges. A prominent San Francisco leader in the African-American community is calling for more action to curb violent behavior by, quote-unquote, homeless people after he was severely beaten by two allegedly homeless men with a plank. Mm-hmm. There are these two junkie types menacing the people he's trying to minister to at his community center, and he asked them to move away from the entrance, and he attacked them with a plank. And, and bruised and bloodied him. There's um, no question that the street population has gotten much bolder in the whole, no, I'm not going to get out of your way. You get out of my way. That The yeah, attitude oh, yeah. is clearly different based on my personal experience. Yeah. The Reverend Amos Brown, president of the San Francisco NAACP, pastor at Third Baptist Church, I was talking about this. The director of the community center hospitalized, said the, the pastor, the homeless situation has been out of control for too many years. He said the Fillmore neighborhood, where I used to spend a fair amount of time, has been besieged in recent weeks by crime, theft, drugs, and danger. Well, the- oh, oh my gosh, he went on to say, our streets are littered with needles and feces. They smell of urine and degradation. We need to help these people, we need to help our city, and we need to hold homeless people and our leaders accountable. Echoing the perfectly sane point of view that I've mentioned before, when European drug rehab people came to visit San Francisco, they said, whoa, in Europe, if you're a drug user, you're still absolutely held to the standards of society. You can't act like an animal. What are you doing here? Uh, this happened at SFO, and since we are based on the left coast, that's a, a big story. If this was in New York, it'd be a national story. Somebody was stabbed in the baggage claim at San Francisco International Airport, and the person got away, but stabbed somebody three times at 5 o'clock this morning. I only bring you this story because I'll be shocked if it doesn't turn out to be some sort of street person drug addict. That was, you know, hanging around the baggage terminal. If it's not, I'll apologize for having suggested it was. Wow. With the security and the cameras and everything at airports, specifically in the luggage area, you can stab somebody multiple times and get away with it. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well, they have tracked down and detained a man, but there's no other information about it. But they're, you know, they're not going to be forthcoming with the whole, hey, he's a street person. He's one of the many people that hang around here and scare people every single day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know then, that that's the case. I'm just guessing. And then uh, finally, the San Francisco Board of Stupidvisors, as I've called them in the past, and it's uncharitable and I'm ashamed of it. Uh, they're trying to get an amendment onto the November 8th ballot that would make former city employees forfeit their pension after a finding of, quote, clear and convincing evidence from an administrative hearing, blah, 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 that they committed bribery, fraud, extortion, embezzlement, whatever, with their city work. The reason is there are multiple 
people, this Muhammad Nuru, who was the former public works director who got bribes, uh, Tom Hui, the Department of Housing uh, Building Inspection Chief, who uh, was getting bribes, essentially, and Harlan Kelly, former public utilities commission head, accused of trading insider information for overseas trips and jewelry. So these people were, were getting bribes, extortion, embezzlement, whatever, and they're still getting, respectively, in their pensions, listen to this, $7,200 a month? Whoa! That's a month. Whoa! $16,000 a month? And in the case of Mr. Kelly, $21,000 a month in taxpayer money, having been booted out for bribery. <sighs> Jeez, that's the stuff of revolutions right there. Well, Thanks and, you know, for taking my money, That's Well incredible. said, my dear. Well, and you look at the two stories that we kind of presented back to back. You have a society with no negative consequences for bad decisions, whether they be drug abuse, crime, or, or, you know, white collar, uh, pencil and paper crime. What do you think you're going to get if you remove the negative consequences for bad behavior? Duh. You know, bad behavior. I'm going to put it on us, though, more than I usually do. Taxpayers don't get mad enough about this. We're spending gazillions of dollars on the homeless problem. Obviously, you're spending tons of money on, uh, you know, uh, government employees. And this sort of stuff happens all the time. And we don't we don't get upset. We don't we don't vote for people who make this their priority. So taxpayers are way too uh, um, uh, unconcerned about how their money is spent. I'm sorry, what did you say? I was uh, reading the story about the lady with big boobs who was afraid of smothering herself. And as soon as I'm done with that, I'll get the latest details from the J-Lo Ben Affleck wedding. You know, my, my point being, obviously, a combination of a gigantic, sprawling government at every level that nobody can comprehend and entertaining ourselves to death, ever-present amusements, it's not a great uh, equation for, for solid and responsible governance. Uh, you mentioned some sort of radical gender stuff. I was going to bring up uh, when we come back. When I filled out the form to get my COVID test the other day, all the choices I had for that weren't just male and female. There's a oh, shocking boy. number. Among other things on the Please list here. do not use gender oh, language to, down. to address everyone. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? 
Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So before I get to the, I think, 13 gender choices when I signed up for my COVID uh, test the other day. Wow. Um, I came across this on Tim Sandifer's Twitter feed. He said the National Geographic documentary series that's out on Disney Plus right now called America the Beautiful has some of the most amazing footage ever seen in a nature film. So if you're into that sort of thing, look for the new National Geographic America the Beautiful. It's on Disney+. Plus. Wow, cool. But, he says, be forewarned, though, lots of animals being eaten by predators, so not good for the youngest kids. I don't know. It's time they learn. What age is, what age is best for kids watching uh, animals being eaten by their beasts, you think? I think you my know, kids are, are fully into that. I have 10 and 12. I was pretty small when I used to watch, you know, some nature specials on TV. I can't remember how graphic they were. It, well, it, I don't know if it's the graphic. Maybe it is. It's the way they present the story. You know, it's because usually they present it in such a um, uh, what is that? You know, victim oppressor narrative yeah. that, you know, you've got the poor hungry mama bears got no choice but to try to eat this little or beast to feed its cubs. So you feel good about it. As opposed to if this, for, or from the perspective of the little beast wanting to feed its little beasts, but you know, is out hunting and gets eaten by a bear. It's the yeah. same occurrence, but it's presented in a completely different way. Yeah, do you remember Jerry Seinfeld's bit on that? No, it's super funny. If if it's a if it's a special about lions, you're going go go catch the antelope. Right. Yeah. But if it's a special about antelopes, you're going run run get away from the lion. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so I, I sign up the other day for some county thing to get a COVID test to figure out if I get to get the real PCR test, and I'm filling out the name and all that sort of stuff, and then it comes down to um, how do you describe yourself? And the choices are surly and disagreeable. <laughs> um... Middle-aged, balding, resting, murdery face. That's how I describe myself. Um, the choices were, how for, how do you describe yourself? This is, this is on a form just to get a COVID test. Male, 
female, female to male, FTM slash transgender, male slash trans man, which was different than female to male. What? Then the other side of it, male to female, which is its own category to choose from. Or you could choose MTF, which is also male to female, but it's just an acronym. Slash transgender female trans woman. So those are different things to check. Why would you why you you would choose MTF as opposed to male to female? I don't you know. You are mentally ill, you people, including you people who designed the form. You have mental problems. Again, I counted them. There are 13 choices here. Gender queer, neither exclusively male nor female. Additional gender category or other. Don't know. Or choose not to disclose. Wow. Don't know is a choice on gender now. How did how did this happen so fast? You know, whether you agree with it or not, you sure you sure, still we could all bond, I think, on how did this happen so quick? I mean, this was non existent. What, three years ago? Four years ago? Wasn't very long ago. Non existent. Nobody had ever was- even thought of it. Right, it was only it only existed in radical professors' college classes, but now it's gone mainstream. Hey, but by the way, sex is your male or female, unless you're one of those very very rare intersex people who are born with both, uh, you know, organs, depending, you know, ovaries and testicles, whatever. <clears throat> but that's exceedingly rare. But your sex is male or female. The whole gender thing. All right, you want to go on and on about that? That's fine. Um, but the, the radical gender theory people are trying to eliminate the very concept of your biological sex. They're pretending it doesn't matter or that it doesn't exist, which is a bizarre notion since every single species of primates on earth has a male and a female. But anyway, uh, we don't really have time to get into, uh, what I was hoping to, but, um, there was some really good and powerful testimony the other day from a California teen girl who once identified as transgender. She was talking in Florida. She spoke out in favor of a Florida rule blocking Medicaid funds from paying for medical interventions for gender dysphoria for children. She's now 17. She said, I really didn't understand all of the ramifications of the medical decisions that I was making. She was medically transitioned from ages 13 to 16. So as a confused adolescent, she said, I feel more like a boy. And so I'm guessing her activist parents and activist doctors and activist activists swept her up into the the, the conveyor belt of gender transition. She started taking so-called puberty-blocking drugs and testosterone, underwent surgery to remove her breasts at age 15. I was unknowingly physically cutting off my true self from my body irreversibly and painfully. Then she goes into all the medical challenges and problems involved. Uh, the realization was one of the biggest things that led me. Uh, I, this is not the path I should have taken. When asked what she would say to the public, she said, do not transition your kids. If you're considering transitioning, please wait until you are a fully developed adult. Transitioning can damage your body and, and mind in ways that we may not fully understand. And then the Surgeon General of Florida pointed out that medicalization of minors with gender dysphoria might advance the political views of physicians involved in their care, but the data showing any benefit for the actual children is extraordinarily thin. The affirmation model, that's what they call it, gender affirmation treatment and surgeries, the affirmation model runs an unacceptably high risk of harm, uh, again, compared to the extremely thin data that it helps anybody. 
to permanently alter children who have a, a, a momentary, a temporary psychological phenomenon where they feel like the opposite sex for a while is cruelty and it should stop. If you miss an hour of this show, grab the podcast. It's Armstrong and Getty On Demand anywhere you get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.